Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. This is but a humble preview. Donald Trump, in my opinion, will be convicted in New York City. I do not see a jury acquitting Donald Trump in his Stormy Daniels case. The story that we have for you now, jury rules Trump committed battery and defamed E. Jean Carroll, former president, calls verdict a disgrace. This woman claims that nearly 30 years ago, Donald Trump raped her in uh, the in, at the Bergdorf. Trump says he doesn't even know who she is. And he met her one time in some celebrity photo line. And you know what? I actually believe Donald Trump. Now, to be fair, I don't know what evidence was heard by the jury. There is some evidence that they have published and talked about, but it just seems highly unlikely that after 30 years, there could be any kind of sufficient evidence to warrant Donald Trump having to pay $5 million in this. Sorry, we have a statute of limitations for a reason when it comes to criminal activity. Now, murder has no statute of limitations, but many other crimes do. And the reason for it is kind of obvious. At a certain point, it's just... How do you even go back? How do you even deal with these issues? Not, and to be fair, to be fair, statute of limitations has to do with upon knowledge of the crime, not after the crime was committed. So a lot of people seem to think that if someone throws a brick at somebody and then 10 years goes by, nobody knows who did it and they find out it was you. It's like, well, the statute of limitations is over. We can't prosecute you. No, it's actually upon discovery of the crime, meaning the state has to come after you. And if they don't, they can't do it later. Now, that has nothing to do with a civil case. The civil case, in my opinion, proves that it's it's complete nonsense. I just don't see how we litigate something 30 years old with no evidence. But sure, Trump is speaking out, saying he wasn't allowed to present certain evidence. They weren't allowed to show certain uh, exculpatory information and evidence. And thus, it was a Clinton appointed judge who hates Donald Trump. Now, look, I I don't really care about uh, this rape trial in which Trump has been found liable. I don't find it to be credible at all. After what happened with Brett Kavanaugh, these people have have basically stricken all possible credibility in this regard. And I'm sorry, it's just a 30 year old allegation, but this is a window into the future. I think Donald Trump is going to be convicted in the Stormy Daniels case. But let me read for you the story and show you where we're at. The big news now pertaining to Donald Trump and his uh, his case, the, the criminal trial, new gag order muzzling Trump 
in his hush money case. And do you know what they're going to do? Do you know why this matters? It's going to be the campaign trail. Joe Biden or whoever it's going to be is going to come out and say, Donald Trump did this thing. And Donald Trump will be barred by a judge from saying no. You see how that works? You see how evil, how evil these people are? They are playing the long game. They're playing chess. I hope Donald Trump isn't just playing checkers. But here's a story from TimCast.com. A jury has ruled that former President Donald Trump committed battery on E. Jean Carroll in 1996 and later defamed her. Quote, I'm here because Donald Trump raped me. And when I wrote about it, he said it didn't happen. Carol testified during the nearly two week long civil trial in federal court. He lied and shattered my reputation and I'm here to get my life back. So uh, I got a question for you. If Donald Trump simply said a thing didn't happen, how is that defamation? And uh, if the jury says he's not liable for it, what is there evidence that such a thing occurred? And then how is it defamation if it did not occur? You see, if Trump did rape this woman, well, he should be found liable for it. They should have evidence to prove it, right? Well, the jury rejected that. Then how is it defamation when he says it didn't happen if the jury even agrees whatever it is he wasn't responsible for? Trump did not testify or call any witnesses in the case. The jury ruled that Trump did not rape Carol. Okay, so then how did he defame her? But that he is liable for sexual abuse. He has now been ordered to pay her $5 million in damages in the civil case. There are no criminal charges. Carol first went public with the allegations in 2019 while promoting her book. Trump has maintained that he is innocent and that she is not his type. He's also accused her of fabricating the story to sell copies of her book, which I believe is the absolute most likely scenario. I would stake large sums of money on a on a wager that that is the case. Look at what happened with Christine Blasey Ford. Are we really supposed to believe these ridiculous stories with no evidence? Apparently, that's the game the media plays, isn't it? In November, Carol filed her complaint using a New York law that allows sexual assault victims a one year window to file lawsuits, even if the statute of limitations has expired. She filed it the same day that the law went into effect. So so 30 years later, outside of the statute of limitations, she fought. This is ridiculous. Carol also claimed that he defamed her by calling her a complete con job in an October 2022 interview. How? It's an opinion. This is absolutely insane. I can have the BBC put my photo up and implying that I was the Texas gunman saying this is what, this is what people are taking from it. The BBC puts an article referencing the Texas gunman, puts a picture of me on it. I can have all of these massive multinational corporations outright fabricate things about me. And what can you do? The judges throw them out. But in this case, you see, this is my point. The facts don't matter at all. All that matters is Trump is in a jurisdiction that hates him. He is in a Democrat jurisdiction of psychotic, deranged, evil cultists. This is more proof. It's more proof. I'm not saying Trump's a saint. I'm just saying, how can this, how can you possibly prove any liability in this regard 30 years later with no evidence? After the verdict was announced, Trump called it a disgrace and claimed he didn't know her in a post on Truth Social after the verdict was announced. I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. So we have this uh, is from Justin Webb, Daily Mail. Of course, Donald Trump will try to tough it out. But being found to have assault, uh, sexually abused E. Jean Carroll is a huge headache for Republicans. I'm over it. Really, I got to be honest. 
The system is chaos, algorithmic, psychopathic garbage. I don't I don't see a recovery from this. I don't see how uh, we, we move forward. I really don't. Every day, the news is more and more deranged and psychotic. And I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. There's no credibility in this, right? E. Jean Carroll appearing on TV, basking in uh, uh, the greatest day of her life. Trump says the trial is a scam. Let me let me show you Trump's response. Donald Trump truthed this Clinton appointed judge, Lewis Kaplan, hated President Donald J. Trump more than is humanly possible. He is a terrible person, completely biased and should have recused himself when asked to do so. He quickly refused. This case should never have been allowed to be tried in this completely partisan venue. Perhaps the worst for me in the nation. The whole rigged hoax is yet another travesty of justice, a continuation of the greatest political witch hunt of all time. The partisan judge and jury on the just concluded just concluded witch hunt trial should be absolutely ashamed of themselves for allowing such a travesty of justice to take place. The dress, which played such a big role early on as a threatening bluff, but which ended up being totally exculpatory, was not allowed into the trial as evidence, nor was her cat's name Vagina. The racist name she called her black husband, Ape, getting caught in a lie on the political op, uh, 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 in a lie on the political operative paying for this hoax and much more. After listening to the Anderson Cooper tape of the Carroll interview where she said that I'm not going to repeat that quote. She, she made positive comments about rape and other totally incriminating things. It is not possible to believe that this woman who I do not know and have never met before, except on a crowded celebrity photo line, could be credible or convincing to a judge and jury. Why did Cooper suddenly call for a commercial break? And why was Carol a totally different person after the break? What took place during the break for such a drastic change? Here's here's the photo. The image released by Kaplan, Hecker and Fink and presented as evidence during the former President Donald Trump's deposition shows E. Jean Carroll, second from the left, and her then husband, John Johnson, meeting Trump at left and his wife, Ivanka, at an event in the 1980s. But didn't she make the claim that the assault happened in 1996? That was the date, wasn't it? I'm, I, am, I, am I wrong about that one? I thought that was uh, that was that was the, the the official date, right? Let's uh, let me make sure we just uh, we just have this one. I thought we uh, I thought you said it was 1996. You lied. Five million dollars in damages. What what does this 80s have to do with it? All right. Well, they say uh, 26. Yeah, yeah. NYC department store in 1996. She claimed he raped her in the dressing room of the New York City department store in 1996. How is a photo of Trump in the 80s evidence of anything? Here we are, because it doesn't matter. And you know it doesn't matter. And you know where we're at. The next thing that's going to happen is Donald Trump is going to be convicted in his criminal case. I, I, I just, this is, a, this, is, this is a trial balloon. Welcome to Modern Politics. Insider reports. A New York judge has banned Donald Trump from posting any evidence on social media in his ongoing hush money case after prosecutors accused the former president of having a history of targeting witnesses. State Supreme Court Justice Juan Merchant fulfilled prosecutors' request this week in issuing a social media gag order on the former president who was facing criminal charges stemming from allegations he oversaw hush money payments, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 we get it. On April 4th, Trump was arraigned on 34 counts of falsifying business records. Prosecutors allege he covered up a $130,000 nondisclosure payment just two weeks before the 2016 election in order to silence porn star Stormy Daniels over an alleged affair between the two. Trump has denied the affair and any wrongdoing. 
Merchant's Monday order comes as Trump's legal team attempts to move the state criminal case to federal court. The order also stops Trump from publicly discussing details about witnesses involved in the case or any other evidence prosecutors plan to use against him. A rep for Trump did not immediately respond to insider's request for comment. The judge said Trump would be allowed to view limited evidentiary material while in the presence of his lawyers. But the court order explicitly forbade Trump or anyone else involved in the case from copying, transcribing or photographing the material. Following his March indictment, Trump took to Truth Social, where he railed against merchants, saying the judge hates me and accusing the judge's wife of being anti-Trump. It's obvious. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. You know, I mentioned I was hanging out in Florida this past weekend and there were people who were like, nah, Trump won't be convicted. That's too much. You know what, man? People who don't pay attention to what's going on probably think that. But I don't know how you can conclude that after seeing everything we've seen so far. They impeached the guy twice over fake garbage. I had a guy tell me that Fox News is extremist and there's no there's no there's nothing on the other side is extreme. And I'm like MSNBC. He's like, no. MSNBC hosted people claiming Donald Trump was a Soviet agent as president. They're psychotic. What do you do? What does anger get you? What does frustration get you? It's pointless. The system is shattered. It's broken. There is no rectifying this. It is an algorithmic decaying catastrophe. We've flown off the cliff. That's it. You know, like, I'm not saying this is like the end of the, the end of days or anything like that. I'm saying where we go from here ain't no going back. We are in free fall. The border is completely exposed. The Biden admin says they're going to be releasing tens of thousands more migrants onto the streets of random cities. There's no border anymore. There's no border to this country. It is just open season. The economy is in shambles. Inflation is through the roof. The legal system is fake. That's it. It's collapsed. The best you can do is get out of these cities, homeschool your kids, try and make some money. I'm not even convinced that um, making U.S. dollars is a viable option for the future. I have people asking me, like, what are you doing with your money? Like, what do I do with mine? And I'm like, bro, don't look at me. I don't know. You know, you can you can say Bitcoin, but what happens when they kick your door in with guns and say Bitcoin's illegal? And I know the Bitcoin people are like, 
They can't make Bitcoin illegal, et cetera, et cetera. Yo, they can do a lot of things. They can make it hard, to put it simply. To look at these stories, I just find it absolutely fascinating that uh, that we're witnessing this this degree of psychotic behavior and they don't they, they don't care. This is how it goes. You think that there is rational debate in this country. Maybe there used to be. You think that we are above tribal warfare. We are not. The system is completely broken. And what's happening to Donald Trump is absolute proof of it. These stories are ridiculous. We've not seen anything like this before. Now we have this in Trump case. Bragg pursues a common charge with a rarely used strategy. A review of more than two dozen cases shows that at least one sense the indictment of the former president stands apart. You think? Where are we at with this case? A lawyer accused of stealing $1.2 million from his law firm, covering it up. An insurance broker accused of taking $350,000 from a client. And a former president accused of orchestrating a $130,000 hush money payment to a porn star. All three men were prosecuted by Alvin Bragg and each faced the same felony charge, falsifying business records. The only problem, they don't have the jurisdiction. They don't have the authority to go after Trump in this way. They're claiming that they're 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 entitled to do this because. Well, I'll put it simply, there was an underlying crime. What was that crime? They've not said. Doesn't exist. They're just making it up as they go along. You know, I got to be honest. I think most people have checked out. I really do. I was talking to some people uh, recently who said that they used to follow the news all the time. And to be honest, they stopped. I was talking to one guy who said he got rid of all of his social media and just doesn't care anymore. And my attitude with that is that's what they want. That's what the establishment machine hopes for. They're hoping that all of you just say, I don't care anymore. And you know what? I don't blame you because it is really hard to care. Watching the whole building burn down at a certain point, you're just kind of like, well, what am I going to do? Sit here and stare at a burned down building? At a certain point, you've got to move on and figure things out for yourself. That's how I kind of feel right now. The best thing that you can do watching all of this stuff, as frustrating as it may be, is to get out of cities, make money, homeschool your kids, try and be self-sufficient, because it's going to get worse. It's going to get bad. I don't believe the system exists anymore. You look at far left extremists burning down police stations. What does the media say? Mostly peaceful. You look at the far left setting fire to St. John's Church, injuring injuring nearly 100 plus federal agents, tearing down the barricades in front of the White House, trying to storm the building, setting fire to a guard post. Not a peep. Because the system is gone. There isn't anything unifying people in this country. You've got a psychotic death cult on the left that will say utter nonsense if it means they fit in. There's no functioning system there. We had Lance from the Surf's on, and he said, women should be allowed to get an abortion whatever they want. Even if it kills the baby, even at nine months, they should, that's fine. I said, what about meth? No, you can't do meth because that intentionally kills the baby. You see, there's no cohesive structure in the minds of these individuals. There is simply follow whatever the algorithmic cult tells you to do. If the talking point is a positive, say it, regardless of whether or not it makes sense. That means you and I following a logical path and trying to actually solve these problems is meaningless. The best thing we can do is band together, work on ourselves, get out of cities, homeschool our kids, have more kids, grow your own food, start your own business, and just try and 
starve out the cult, wait for the cities to completely collapse. And then, then when they come begging for food, you look down and you say no. That's the one way we, we solve this problem. But I think the issue is that too many people on the right who are paying attention, who are Trump supporters, won't do a thing. And so the system just crumbles. It is not simply that the left is psychotic. It's that the right doesn't care to take any action. So I'll give you an example, right? There are things that could be done to stop everything that's happening. For one, suppliers to major urban centers of food could be like, we don't sell to you because or truckers could stop delivering and say that it's not safe to go to this city. We don't want to do business with bad people. We don't want to sell products to people who hate us. Because the reality is most people in rural areas, they're more they're more conservative leaning, but they don't care because Republicans are very much the same. Money talks. And if the left comes out and literally tries to burn the country down over the course of several months, 100 plus days, setting fire to buildings, ransacking small towns, these conservative businesses are going to be like, don't know, don't care. I want money because they're just as bad. In reality, if many of these rural businesses, food producers just stopped and said, not not interested. If the people who work for the big multinational corporations that process the food just stopped, the cities would be starved out in two seconds. The power lies in those who are producing the basic needs for the basic needs of these cities. Instead, what we have is these cities have become psychotic. I don't know what the right word is. They have become psychotic wastelands that just burn down, ransack crime, all of that stuff. And people in rural areas are just funneling resources back into them as they go insane. And then you've got dirty cops, dirty judges, and they indict Trump. And you know what? Part of this is Trump's fault, mind you. Trump should have just said no to New York. He should have said no to both of these cases. He should have said, I will not entertain a fake rape trial. Have a nice day and completely ignored it because the end result is the same. Now he's just wasted money and still been found liable. He would have always the judge was never going to side with Trump. He should have never gone to New York to answer any kind of indictment. They're not going to give him anything. The out it's a foregone conclusion. We know where this goes. And that's the frustrating thing to me. You got Trump supporters. You've got conservatives. You've got all of these people, especially the DeSantis supporters, just being like, well, no, now hold on there. Slow down there, Democrats. We're just going to keep doing the same thing. They are placing their hand on an electric stove and you can feel and hear and see and smell the searing flesh. And even Donald Trump is just like, well, this is fine. Donald Trump is the guy sticking his hand on the stove and going, would you look at this? Can you believe it? My hand is being burned on this stove in this country. Are you kidding me, dude? After everything, you still bother showing up? No, the system doesn't exist. You don't exist within their system. I'm just frustrated by this, to be honest. I don't even, I don't even, I just can't even do it. You know, I wake up, I read this news, and then I'm just like, why should I care? Why should you care? Why does this news matter to anyone? Seriously. Because Donald Trump knows what's coming next, but he just keeps his hand firmly pressed on the electric stove. For what reason? Walk away from it. Yeah, you know what? The stove might burn the house down. But what was the point? Why keep your hand firmly attached to it? You could walk away and then maybe the house burns down. Speaking figuratively, obviously. The point is, if it was going to burn you either way, 
Why bother giving them the satisfaction? And Trump keeps playing the game and he'll keep playing the game every step of the way. And they'll keep doing the same things. No matter what he does, they will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. And the cult will simply just scream at the top of their lungs and give give in to all of it. The next thing that's going to happen is Donald Trump is going to be criminally convicted in New York. I'd be willing to bet a lot, a lot of money on it. Acquittal doesn't seem to make any sense. They are not backing down. They tried impeaching Trump, but they couldn't get him because they needed a lot of senators to convict in the impeachment. But in New York, you think a New York jury is going to acquit Donald Trump? You are sorely mistaken. So I don't know. Maybe Trump won't be able to actually run. Maybe he'll be in prison. We'll see what happens. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. We have two breaking stories right now dominating the political landscape. The first and most important story. Biden family received millions from foreign nationals, tried to conceal source of funds, House Oversight Committee. In fact, they say it came from China. They actually map out with a diagram how the Bidens were illicitly securing funding from foreign nationals. And the other story, Rep. George Santos is in custody on a variety of charges, including fraud. Now, what do you, which do you think is the most important story? I said overtly the Biden story is the most important, and I think it is. I think it is because Biden's the current president, was the vice president, and this is one of the most powerful uh, positions in the world. So corruption here, the undermining of the United States. Well, I think it matters. George Santos, he's one member of Congress. Sure, <clears throat> it's an important story, but front page headline news, maybe. But I think this Joe Biden story should be the number one story. And lo and behold, if you go to the corporate press, what do you think you'll see? This is what everyone's pointing out. Now, the George Santos charges, some of which seem to be a bit absurd. There's one where I guess they say that he received 500 bucks in unemployment, therefore fraud or something like that. It's like, huh? Do we are we really making a federal case out of this? OK, look, George Santos has been accused of lying about tons of stuff. And if he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy. And if he should be criminally charged, he should be criminally charged. But you go to the New York Times, you go to CNN, you go to the corporate press. What do you get? Front page headline. Boom. Breaking. George Santos. Where is the Biden corruption story? Because the corporate press is in marching in lockstep with Democrats. I want to show you both stories. I think they both matter. But I think one's clearly more important. Take a look at this. You head over to the Daily Mail, British source, Top story right now, Biden family pocketed $1 million from convicted Romanian while VP Joe gave anti-corruption speech in Bucharest. GOP influence peddling probe at $10 million in foreign cash reveals Hunter set up 15 companies after his dad became VP. The response from the left is, oh, but Daily Mail's right wing. This is all true, though. It's all true. It's, it's the it, it was vice president when he did this. He's president now. They ignore it. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. 
And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. CNN. Santos faces 13 counts, including wire fraud and money laundering. This is their this is this is their big news. This is is this this is this is this is not an article, my friends. This is not an article. It's literally the front page of CNN.com. You know, I pull it up and it looks like it's some random article. And I was like, did I pull up the wrong thing? I thought it was. Oh, no. Go to CNN.com. Boom. Right there. Story number one. Santos. Georgia Bulldogs. Video. This is the effect four day school week has on students. Jeopardy backlash. Sour grapes. Buddy Holly. Utah mom. Sexist ball girl outfits. Ukrainian military. Where is the Joe Biden story? Maybe if I uh, scroll down, I can find it somewhere. No, Santos. Brave journalist, customers at Starbucks. I'm trying to find the story somewhere. Uh, where, where is it? You know what? This is, this is really difficult. I'm wasting your time. Let me just do a general page search for Biden and see what we find. House Republicans allege Biden family members received millions in payments from foreign entities in new bank records report. That's funny. Allege and release bank records? Huh. That one I find fascinating. But look how far down this was buried. It's below the fold. They didn't even take it seriously. Here you go. Front page of the New York Times. This is the New York What you are seeing, it says live Santos faces federal charges that include wire fraud and money laundering. This is not an article. This is the front page. OK, let me let me let me let me zoom out here. So what's what's going on? There it is. There it is. The front page above the fold. George Santos. All right. Well, there's, there's got to be some uh, Ukraine stuff in here. There's got to be some Joe Biden stuff. Scientists unveil a more diverse human genome. Companies trying to make shopping a thing. Uh, death is everywhere. How might the government default? Do, do they even have the report from the Republicans on Biden corruption? Tucker Carlson? Wait, wait, what's going on? Did I miss this here? Let me let me try again. Let me try again. What are Biden's opinions on the debt ceiling? OK, well, let's scroll down here. And uh, what do we do? We have anything? Uh, there's nothing. There's actually nothing on the New York Times about the Republicans investigation and uncovering of corruption in the Biden family, despite the fact that it's the front page in Fox News. Fox News says this is this is big news. You know, you know, the funny thing is about Fox News. They have right here breaking news front page House GOP says Biden family received millions from foreigners tried to hide sources and right below it, George Santos in custody. So they come to me and they say Fox News is extremist. And I'm like, they're the only ones actually making sense. They're telling us about both. Both are important. Now, you know, I'm a big media critic. So, of course, that was the the, the beginning of this segment. But let's actually read the news and I'll break down for you what is being uh, uh, stated. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee said the Biden family and its business associates created more than 20 companies and received more than $10 million from foreign nationals while Joe Biden served as vice president, and that some of these payments could indicate attempts by the Biden family 
to peddle influence could indicate. Okay, fine. They're being careful. I think it overtly implies. Committee Chairman James Comer released a memo ahead of his press conference Wednesday that includes new information from his investigation to the Biden family's influence peddling and business schemes. The memo said the Biden family appeared to take steps to conceal the source and total amount received from foreign companies. The committee has subpoenaed four different banks as part of its probe and received thousands of records in response. Those subpoenas were tailored to specific individuals and companies that engaged in business activities with Biden family members and their business associates. It said Biden family members and business associates created a web of over 20 companies. Most were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. Quote, after assuming the vice presidency in 2009, records reveal Hunter Biden and his business associates formed at least 15 companies. Those companies include Lion Hall Group, LLC, Owasco, what do we have here? Robinson Walker, Skanatelis. Seneca, Seneca Global Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Principal Investments, etc. Bo, uh, Rosemont Seneca Bohai, Hudson West. We get it. We get it. Bank records show the Biden family, their business associates and their companies received over $10 million from four national companies. The memo said, adding that the committee identified payments to the Biden family members from foreign companies while Joe Biden served as vice president and after he left public office. The Biden family used business associates companies to receive millions of dollars from foreign companies, the memo said, adding that the Biden family received incremental payments over time to different bank accounts. How about this for 10 percent for the big guy? We've known. I got to be completely honest with everybody. It's really hard some days to get up and talk about this news, to read the news and opine it. You know why? Because we know we know. We, we, we know when Donald Trump is found liable in a 30 year old rape case, despite the fact they say he didn't rape this woman. We know that far left extremists and psychotic cult members are going to keep plowing ahead. We know Joe Biden's corrupt. We know because we watched the video of him saying at the Council on Foreign Relations meeting, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting a billion dollars. Despite the fact he has no legal authority to withhold congressionally approved foreign aid. That's actually the argument they made against Trump. The iron law of woke projection, I suppose. The Democrats just claim Trump did what they did, and we know they did it. They admitted they did it. And here we are once again in the media with Republicans saying these things we already know are true. What am I supposed to say about this? Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, for the 867th time, we have evidence the Biden family is corrupt, despite the fact that Politico magazine wrote the article up a decade ago, Biden Inc., talking about how Biden's family's fortunes tracked alongside his political career. We've known this. So what's the point of coming out once again and being like, hey, you know that thing you already know? Here it is again. It's remarkable. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm glad they're coming out. I'm glad they're doing investigations, but I don't see this going anywhere. We know they're doing this. Quote, the committee is concerned with the Biden family's pattern of courting business in regions of the world in which then vice president had an outsized role and influenced U.S. policy. The memo said the Biden family and associates activities in Romania bear clear indica of a scheme to peddle influence from 2015 to 2017. And you think he's not doing it now, now that he's president. The committee said it found that in addition to Hunter Biden, James Gilliar and Rob Walker receiving foreign funds, James Biden, Haley, Haley Biden and other Bidens also received foreign payments. The memo included a breakdown of the transactions from Chinese and Romanian nationals and companies, specifically with regard to China. 
The memo points to two people, Yi Zhenming and Gong Wendong, and warned that particular Chinese business venture posed potential threats to American national security. Both people were connected to Hunter Biden's joint venture with the Chinese energy company CEFC. Oh, surprise, surprise. The memo said Yi had close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party and was reportedly deputy secretary general for an international outreach arm of the People's Liberation Army. The Bidens received millions of dollars from their Chinese partnership. When Yi was, uh, was detained, or Ye, how do you pronounce it, by the Chinese, Hunter Biden then attempted to distance himself from the relationship by claiming he had never been paid by CEFC. This was false. The memo said Hunter's company Hudson West V received $24 million, a $24 million wire from Yi. CEFC later wired $100,000 to Hunter's Owasco PC. Oh, but it's all uh, uh, assumptive language. I never got paid. No, your company did, right? We get it. We see how it works. A Senate report from 2020 said that on August 8th, 2017, CEFC wired nearly $5 million to the bank account of the Hudson West 3, a firm that Hunter Biden opened with Chinese associates. Hunter West, Hudson West the third, is that what it's supposed to say? Fox News Digital first reported in 2020 that Hunter Biden requested that keys be made for his new office mates, listing his father, Jill Biden, and his uncle, Jim Biden, for space he planned to share with Gong Wen. The Biden family and associates activities in coordination with Chinese nationals and their corporate entities appear to be an attempt to engage in financial deception, the memo said, adding that multiple Biden family members received money from the Chinese after it passed through the Robinson Walker LLC account. Additionally, Hunter Biden received money directly into his company's account from a Chinese controlled entity. The committee will continue to engage in the accommodations process with those who have not cooperated with our investigation. The committee plans to gather additional bank records in the near future and continue following the money trail. The committee is committed to rooting out fraud, waste and abuse that exists at the highest level of federal government. So you know what's happening right now? As this news is breaking that Joe Biden may be one of the most corrupt individuals this country has ever seen. What are they doing? Santos. Here's CNN live updates. George Santos charged in federal probe. Do I care? I, I don't care about George Santos. I'm not here to defend the guy. I don't know. He appears to be a liar. It's hard to know for sure because the media just says things without evidence so that all, all the time. But that's the narrative around this guy. So I don't know enough. What I can tell you is he is but one member of Congress being charged for 13, I believe, it, uh, 13 federal charges. It matters. It does. And I think it should be reported. But why is it above the fold? And the corporate press is putting the Biden story below the fold or not even on the front page at all. They're ignoring it outright because the New York Times, CNN and all these other corporate press outlets are wings of the Democratic Party. And, and to say otherwise is just absurd. And then you look at Fox News and they're like, well, to be fair, we'll put both stories up. Yeah, that's the game. I had somebody message me and they were like, you're you're mad at Obama for for drone striking Abdul Rahman al-Awlaki, but Donald Trump also killed Abdul Rahman's seven year old sister. Spare me. This is the problem. I talk about both. I say Obama should be imprisoned for the drone strike on a civilian restaurant we're not at war with that killed Abdul Rahman al-Awlaki. Donald Trump ordered a commando raid in Yemen, which resulted in the death reportedly of a seven year old American girl, Abdul Rahman's younger sister. Now, you want to talk about the nuances here? I think they're both bad. I think there should be an investigation into both. However, the Obama things admitted Obama drone bombed a foreign country we're not at war with. Donald Trump authorizing commando raid. Well, it's different. Commando raids happen in many countries under uh, special orders. We may not be at war with them. 
These aren't good things, but that warrants an inquiry, not a conviction. Not until we get to the bottom of what actually happened. You see the difference? Now, the problem for us is that I'll tell you both. I will say Trump is no saint. He's done a thing that is bad. He's been accused. Because I want to be honest, because I want you to understand the left won't do that. They will come out and just say George Santos. They will ignore what Joe Biden does because it gives them power. And so long as that is the nature of the culture war, I feel like we are losing because we will try to be honest, intellectually honest, and the left won't. And the corporate press will lie. Here's what they say. Santos will be arraigned this afternoon, according to Eastern District of New York. In battle, New York rep George Santos will be arraigned at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. In the Eastern District, New York, Central Ilsip, New York, on federal charges, according to an EDNY spokesperson. He will go before Magistrate Judge Ann Y. Shields, an EDNY spokesperson said earlier. Santos has been charged on a 13 count indictment, according to court documents unsealed Wednesday. The charges include seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the U.S. House of Representatives. I'd like to point out in that last part. Can we lock ship off uh, ship? Can we lock Schiff up there? I got it. Adam Schiff should be in prison. Here's what I want to see. I'm not I'm not playing games. I just don't care anymore. When Donald Trump gets elected, I want him to issue criminal indictments on him personally, but to the DOJ. Criminal indictments on these members of Congress, criminal indictments on all of these corrupt bureaucrats. I know you agree criminal indictments. Now, what does that mean? I am not saying to make things up and unjustly target people. I'm saying where there warrants a criminal indictment, it be issued. If you're an innocent member of Congress and there's no probable cause and no evidence of any wrongdoing, you got nothing to worry about. But um, making material, materially false statements to the U.S. House of Representatives. I got a feeling there's going to be 435 people who are about to be locked up. Okay, maybe not 435, maybe like 430, because there's probably a handful that are honest. But how about it? When Donald Trump gets elected in 2024, the one thing they fear, and this is why they will go in full scale panic mode. Trump mustn't just fire these people in the bureaucracy. Donald Trump's AG needs to immediately begin the process of filing criminal charges against as many of these people as possible. Merrick Garland, lock him up. Why? Dereliction of duty, corruption, public uh, in public office, um, violation of constitutional rights. I mean, there's there's a there's a bunch of things they could get him on. How about not charging the leftist protesters in front of a judge's home while charging pro-life protesters? Deprivation of constitutional rights, inequality under the law lock them up. And I, I hope they know this. And I wonder if that's what they fear. And that's why they're fighting so hard. CNN says Santos's fate is in the hands of Kevin McCarthy. Democratic caucus chair says, quote, I know there have been items that have been offered by legislators on our side in the past. He said, referring to Democratic bills that would expel Santos from Congress. We're going to wait to see how this plays out. But there is one person who can make this change, Speaker McCarthy. And I think that's going to be an interesting point here. Aguilar mentioned the debt ceiling bill was voted on last week in the House where Santos cast the last Republican vote, which gave McCarthy the decisive 217 votes for passage. Santos was the deciding vote on the default on America Act, and he loved the drama behind it. He loved walking down the middle of the aisle, holding his card up and being vote number 217 uh, to deliver 
it says number 217. Then it says TO7 team. I'm wondering if they use like a voice trans, uh, voice to text thing for this. To deliver that piece of legislation that would cut uh, that would cut veterans and cut so many important programs. This is the Kevin McCarthy coalition. George Santos speaks to the McCarthy coalition, so I don't know what Speaker McCarthy is going to do. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Good default. I think they should default. I think it's time we stop playing these games where we just arbitrarily keep pumping out more money, inflating the economy, damaging your savings, sowing instability. It's time to stop. And there's a lot of bad that can come along with it. But you know what I see? I see a runaway train. It only gets worse every year. And they just keep pumping more drugs into the system. It's an addicted financial system. They say that, oh, if we don't do this, the system will collapse. Yeah, probably will. But at a certain point, you can't just keep living off credit cards. Now, for the U.S., we are the Ponzi scheme. So we can keep doing this until the world goes to war over our scheme to devalue currency and make ourselves wealthier. Sooner or later, the bill comes due. And that's why I think it's time for you to get out of cities, become self-sufficient, lower your carbon footprint, you know, do it for the left. What do I really mean by that? Reuse, be self-sufficient. If you get out of the cities, if you take care of your own animals, if you do everything properly with your own garden, you will reduce your impact on the world and be a better steward of the earth. In leftist terms, reducing your carbon footprint. I think it's good all, all around. It doesn't matter what the left says. Just be a better steward of the earth and be more responsible for yourself. Stop being a parasite like these liberal leftist people are. This, this is the way I really do see it. Perhaps one of the biggest divides in the culture war is the parasite class versus the honest hard workers. Which one are you? Are you a person who lives in a city working for a BuzzFeed, for instance, making $80,000 a year to write nonsense articles that do nothing for no one? contribute nothing to society. You get paid a lot of money, buy a bunch of garbage, take long, hot showers and just parasite and leech off the system while complaining about those who are doing hard work. Or are you the kind of person who's going to go out, take care of yourself, take care of your family, roll up your sleeves, work hard, contribute. Maybe you're a plumber or tradesman of some sort. Maybe you're designing machines to make the world a better place. Maybe you're writing software to entertain and improve people's lives. I think those are real jobs. I think writing garbage clickbait nonsense isn't. Are you then doing what you can to be self-sufficient and not destructive? I think these things are important. I view the left as a parasitic group of egotistical narcissists. They would extract from the system. They would demand that you do the work for them while they destroy it all and then complain about you. They, they complain about police. They're the ones who vote in the police. They complain about climate change. Cities are the biggest polluters on the planet. Everything is them. It's these people in cities. Don't be like them. I think that's where we need to go. In the meantime, I don't say how we navigate out of this unless we get Donald Trump in and he starts arresting these people. But I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The headline says it all. From Newsweek, couple assaulted outside liquor store over a suspected Bud Light purchase. That's right. Bud Light has become such a toxic brand that people have been physically attacked for buying it. Well, I want to get into this, explain to you what's going on with the nuance of the Anheuser-Busch failure. But we do have big news. 
Bud Light sales continue to worsen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an update. New sales data has come in and yes, sales of Bud Light continue to drop. We won. That's it. I'm like, we won. Congratulations, everybody. It's been over a month. There's a journalist. We have this, uh, not here. Where where do we have here? Uh, Here we go. Megan McArdle, not the libertarian one, a a columnist at the Washington Post, wrote about Dylan Mulvaney and the boycott, saying, for conservatives, Dylan Mulvaney should be a role model. Now writing a new thread saying, I was wrong. It has been over a month, and this boycott is not backing down. Congratulations, everybody. This is how you win a culture war. First, let's take a look at KSDK5 on your side. Sales have worsened amid controversy around Bud Light's partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. Bud Light sales continue to worsen for the week ended April 29th, Nielsen IQ data showed. The country's number one selling beer brand saw in-store sales of $71.6 million that week off 23.4. Now, according to the same data, it was minus 21%. As as the story persists, sales keep getting worse. Good. Anheuser-Busch could have come out immediately and said, we're so sorry about this. We did not know how divisive Dylan Mulvaney was, and we will not sponsor an individual like this in the the future. They didn't, though. They decided that you were too stupid. Yeah. And you hear me getting angry about this one. I'll tell you why. Because I will tell you, in my opinion, having been in these meetings, I am not exaggerating when I say that I believe the executives are sitting around and one guy goes, so, so what do we do about this? People are pissed. They go, I ignore them. They're morons. You give it a week, they'll forget all about it. I have been in meetings where they have said just this stuff. Uh, people are stupid. They'll forget in two seconds. Can we do something else that generates attention that distracts the people? They're not smart enough to articulate why they're upset in the first place. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't care. Bud Light is now a damaged brand. Who's going to want to associate with it? Take a look at this story. I think we have this one. uh, What do we have? Here we go. Red Sox fans snub Bud Light at Fenway Park in viral video. Their concession stands are a ghost town. Down 23%. Nobody wants to buy your beer. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Take a look at this tweet from this feller, Joseph, aestheticist on Twitter. He says, this is the first time I've seen a boycott actually work. 26% drop in sales. It's a different uh, data metric. That's why it's a different number. Usually boycotts don't move the needle at all. I think maybe beer drinkers aren't really boycotting. They just don't want to be perceived perceived as effeminate, gay, bad branding. Yep. Yes, I, I completely agree, sir. He says, this is more the issue than the politics of it, I think. There are a lot of YouTube videos that are more crass jokes about Bud Light drinkers than political statements. And he links to an article from the Babylon Bee, which says, bros drinking Cosmos laugh at friend ordering Bud Light. Yep. That's it right there. Why would a couple be assaulted outside a liquor store over a suspected Bud Light purchase? Well, I don't really believe the story. I gotta be honest. It's probably something else. They like to lie about this stuff. But it could just be because in this instance, It is seen as being spat on, supporting a company like Bud Light. Now, the story's eyeball catching. I don't think it's legitimate. Here's what they say. A couple was reportedly outside. A couple was reportedly assaulted outside of a liquor store after being confronted by a group of men 
over their suspected purchase of Bud Light. The incident took place on Saturday night in the city of Vaughan, Ontario, a suburb of Toronto. York Regional Police said in an official statement that a couple was accosted by a group of three men after leaving a liquor store, blah, blah, blah. You know what really happened? They say allegedly they targeted the man for purchasing Bud Light and using various homophobic slurs. This actually sounds like an attempt to, to, to counter the narrative and make those boycotting Bud Light look bad. Now, I'll tell you what likely really happened. Some people had words with each other in a liquor store, and then the other person made fun of them for buying Bud Light as a passing thing, and the media tries to make that the story. When one of the men approached the male victim, the female victim tried to step between them, and there you go. Some guy probably bought Bud Light, the other guy probably joked and said, it's all you're buying that stuff, and the other guy said, screw you, and they had words, and the words are the real reason they fought. I want to show you this Twitter thread from Megan McArdle. She says, I wrote about the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light fracas a few weeks ago, but I confess I'm surprised how durable the backlash has proven. A month in, sales still seem to be down about 20%. And oh boy, they're getting worse. At 10.42 a.m., she wrote this. And then we have, uh, what time was this story released? Early in the morning. So she may be referencing the latest data that sales are now down 23.4%. She said, A point that I originally made but cut for space is that Mulvaney was simply a very odd choice by marketing executives, not because she's trans, but because her wacky Audrey Hepburn persona doesn't fit any plausible target demographic. Yeah, it's nails on a chalkboard. That choice became somewhat more explicable when I listened to the infamous podcast with the VP who oversaw the brand. Contrary to popular belief, nothing she said was about Mulvaney, but what she did say suggested a rather strong dislike of her current customer base. Yes, we've all known that. She wasn't talking about Mulvaney. She was talking about why ultimately you end up with someone like Mulvaney. Like her motivations for hiring Mulvaney were revealed in that podcast. She says, in fairness, that customer base is shrinking. The brand is in long term decline thanks to competition from craft beers on one side, hard seltzers on the other and beer, hard seltzers and beer alternatives on the other. Of course, they want to bring in some new blood. In the classic four quadrant model of the Boston Consulting Group, Bud Light is a cash cow, high cash flow, low growth. You milk that cow for what it's worth, but you don't invest in it. But that's hard advice to take. If you're the VP of that brand, you want to make it bigger. It doesn't do her career any good if the cash from a declining brand provided a lot of funding for Anheuser Busch's new craft or alternative brands. She wanted to make it grow. So naturally, she's looking at she's looking to do brand expansion. But Danger Will Robinson made your brand expansions are risky because you can alienate your existing customer base. We get it. She says, uh, for example, take a look at Liz Claiborne's disastrous decision to do a deal with J.C. Penney, which brings us back to Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney. Yes, Dylan Mulvaney reaches a target market that doesn't drink a lot of Bud Light. As far as I can tell, a lot of her followers are under the age of 21. Others are in their 50s and have graduated to wine. The overwhelming majority of people on TikTok are under 21. That's the average age. Dylan Mulvaney's audience, I believe, is younger than that, although there are probably some wine moms there as well. They're obviously mostly progressive. Uh, also female. Under what circumstances is this group going to reach for a mass market light lager rather than a craft beer, a smaller brand or hard seltzer with the same calories? Women on average prefer things sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's simple. Women, they're going to be drinking a wine cooler or whatever, a Zima or a Bacardi or, uh, uh, you know, what, what, what is it? What do people drink? I don't know. Hard seltzer, white claw. No, no calories. It's got booze in it. If you want to drink carbonated water with alcohol, White Claw is readily, readily available. Why would a woman be like, I'll have the beer? That's just not target market. 
So they took something that men buy and then took the most grating and insulting personality, smacked their audience in the face and then refused to apologize. Hmm. McArdle says, Making Mulvaney a face of a light lager brand seems like the kind of thing you do to impress other marketing pros, not like the kind of thing you do to actually grow your customer base. And in fairness, maybe that's an impossible task. So why not at least impress your friends? Because it burns your company to the ground and it's still getting worse to this day. She says, if I was a marketing executive right now, I would personally be sitting my, my young staff down to make sure they understand that what we do here is about the brand, not what you personally think is important or cool. Yes, 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 indeed. Because you know what it is? Why, is? why is it that at Fenway Park, nobody's buying from the Bud Light concession stand? Men don't want to look gay. That's it right there. And I'm not saying to disparage gay people. I'm saying the average guy wants to be seen as tough, not gay. And if Bud Light is the brand of being gay, then men are going to choose something else because they don't want to be seen as gay. And then what likely happens now is it's not even about Dylan Mulvaney. It's about someone walks up to the Bud Light concession stand and then someone else starts laughing and they're like, hey, look at this guy, the only guy buying a Bud Light to gay beer. And the guy's like, oh, no, I was just looking. And then they walk away. I went to an event where they didn't even put the Bud Light out. They had it. They didn't put it out. They're like, well, you know, because eh. they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed. They don't want people looking to be like, what do you have Bud Light for? They're, no, no, we, we, we don't want to sell that. You know, we, we don't want to. So this is just a short update, I suppose. Big news, because I, we, we knew this when we saw that the sales data, uh, sales were, were getting bad for Anheuser Bush. But the, uh, yesterday and the day before, past week, sales data wrapped April 15th. April 29th is the latest, the, the latest data. We're still about a week and a half out. What do you think next Monday is going to say? It's going to be worse. Because the more this persists, the more videos emerge, the more people are like, oh, I don't drink Bud Light. Congratulations, Bud Light. You turned your everyman beer into the craft. I don't even want to say craft, but the 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 small batch gay pride beer. You know, something like that you make on a special run. You call it like pride beer and you make only a few thousand cases and sell them for one month. But Bud Light the biggest beer in the world, I believe, is now officially the gay beer. There's a viral video of the cast of the Book of Mormon being like, we love you, Dylan. And they're drinking Bud Light. They're like, yay, Bud Light. And it's like, that's the last thing Bud Light needed. These people think they're helping Bud Light. They made it worse by literally doing the effeminate, yay, musicals, drink Bud Light. And that's exactly what's hurting the brand. Dudes watching football do not want to be seen as theater bro effeminate gay men. I am not trying to disparage anybody. I am just outright saying there are two kinds of people in this scenario. The beer bellied football guy who's like, I, I bet I could beat you in an arm wrestle <sighs> drinking a beer. And the other guy who's like, Book of Mormon. And do you think the guy who wants to prove he can win an arm wrestling match against you wants to be seen as that guy? He doesn't. I'm sure a lot of people don't care. That's why sales are only down 24% or 23.4%. But it's still bad. And more and more of these stories are coming out. It's going to get worse. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. You saw it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on Timcast News on YouTube. Indisputable proof that Donald Trump has rescued a batch of baby puppies from a building collapse in New York City. 
Here you can see him with what appears to be several firefighters carrying the, the poor puppies from the, the collapsed building. It's a crazy image, isn't it? I tweeted this. My president can be whatever I want him to be. This is an AI generated image. You can tell by the weird feet of the puppy and the weird cuffs or you know cufflinks. The original photo that I made, because Midjourney allows you to make variations, had a dog coming out of his sleeve, which I thought was a little too obvious. But I didn't want to make the photo so believable. I want it to be at least, you can see here the feet of this dog doesn't seem to make sense. And the positioning of the dogs don't make a lot of sense. But a lot of people think it's real. I shouldn't say think it's real. A lot of people say it's very realistic. And there's questions now about whether or not AI needs to be stopped. We have this story from the Daily Mail. AI is an existential threat to humanity. Now, doctors and public health experts across four continents issue fresh call for artificial intelligence to be halted, warning it could be used to make weapons of mass destruction. Yes, but it is a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> it's a picture of Donald Trump teaming up with Sonic the Hedgehog. What, what images do I have pulled up here? I have this one. My president can be whatever I want him to be. And I went on to Midjourney which is an AI image generation uh, uh, website. I typed in Donald Trump saving puppies from building collapse, and it generated several images. I also tried Donald Trump saving puppies from burning building, and that one didn't really come out too well. It was Trump running frantically with like a handful of dogs in weird shapes. And I'm like, okay, that one's a little weird. This one came out perfectly. I then upscaled it in mid-journey. I then said, make variations, made many more, took the one that looked the best, and there it is. Just like that. Now, I show you this image along with the clickbait title on purpose so that people can understand what we are up against in 2024. They are going to make realistic images. You will not be able to tell the difference. I've got another one. I wrote, not my president. Here's a picture of Joe Biden falling asleep at some kind of summit. Caption, Biden falls asleep at G20 meeting, AI mid-journey. I went into Midjourney and I typed in Joe Biden falls asleep at G20 meeting. And this is the image that it made. And it looks real. And it made many more that look real as well. These images are absolutely going to start entering the public sphere. I'll tell you why. Nobody wants to pay a photographer, especially when you don't need to. So what we do over at TimCast.com is we use AI generated art images and then Photoshop them to make our own art representing the story. What we don't do is AI generate realistic images and publish them. Like this picture of Trump with baby puppies looks real. And if I didn't tell you, some people might scroll past it and think it's real. We're not going to do that for any news articles, but I tell you this, many people will. And we have this one. I typed in Donald Trump teaming up with Sonic the Hedgehog. And <laughs> this is the picture of it. And then I, I, what did I tweet? This is what the establishment fears. That was Seamus Coughlin who wrote that. Now, this one's clearly not real. Something that does not a real thing, but you get the point. Along with this, these, these images, there are realistic looking images, which are going to completely destroy, in my opinion, this is, uh, it's going to result in nonsense that people will believe is it's real. Now, when it comes to the AI image generation stuff, we often see things like this. Here's an image of a super ripped Donald Trump flexing in front of an American flag. And I wrote to all the supporters of Trump I've offended, I gift you this humble peace offering. There it is available on my Twitter. I'm an artist. And then I, <laughs> I made I made this one first. Deep down, every conservative has one desire, and it's Donald Trump working at McDonald's. 
It doesn't mean anything. There's no point behind it. I was just screwing around in mid-journey, and this is one one of the images that I made. I then posted it, and apparently some people got really mad. And I wonder if I can pull up. Here we go. (laughs) This guy. Now I remember why I stopped following you. Thanks for the refresher. Haters aren't good to be around. And so I posted this image of cyborg Donald Trump. Look at this. Isn't this crazy? That's a really good image. I am an artist. I used a tool to create art. Same as a paintbrush. This is where we're, where we're at. Someone can make an image that is clearly realistic, that people will believe. I think what we're going to start seeing now moving forward, there will be news websites. There will be fake news websites. There will be propaganda outlets that will run deep fakes. I genuinely believe that at least some of the Tucker Carlson leaks put up by Media Matters are likely deep fakes. Notably, the one video where Tucker says, F you, Media Matters, and he holds up two hands. It looks totally fake. You can, the reason I say it looks fake is because the one thing to take a look at when you're watching that video is when Tucker opens his mouth and you see his teeth, it is a white oval. Teeth don't look that way when artifacting. They look that way in deep fakes. And I have to wonder if these videos were leaked to Media Matters on purpose so that Media Matters would release them, one of them as a deep fake, provably, and then someone releases the evidence of it being a deep fake, discrediting Media Matters. This is where we're going. There have been several deep fake videos that people thought are real. And it's scary. You get a video of Joe Biden. You change only a tiny thing or Donald Trump. And then people believe it. And then what? Here's one. I said, do not fear the AI. Learn to love the AI. This image is uh, Donald Trump in a general outfit with a mustache and sunglasses. And for this, I went to Mid Journey and typed in Look at this guy's hat, (laughs) his tiny hat floating on his head. I typed in Generalissimo Trump, and this is what it made. There's like Central American men with Donald Trump dressed in a military. This is amazing. But throwing it back to the Daily Mail. Yes, experts say advanced AI could learn to bypass any constraints in its code. Here's what I think we will see first. The first thing we're going to see is that in our elections, People will make photos. It'll start innocently. Someone will write a story saying, you know, I heard Donald, they'll say Donald Trump uh, found liable in rape case. And they'll say, make me an image of Donald Trump being shocked. And you'll get a picture of Donald Trump doing something that's not real, but they'll use it. Fair use. They don't want to get sued. So it's easier to AI generate an image of Trump than it is to actually pay for a real image of Trump. And who can tell the difference anyway? But you'll get you'll get bad actors. Bad actors will explicitly make fake images of Trump doing something bad and just start spreading it around. And how will you know what is real and what isn't? Going back to this image of Donald Trump carrying these puppies. This is mid journey. Okay, you know, I thought to myself, maybe it's bad to post this because people might think it's real. Well, the text on the helmets is clearly fake. The feet and the dogs are clearly fake. So I avoided putting anything that looked too realistic. And then I said, my president can be whatever I want him to be. And at the bottom, in the next picture, I say it's AI, it's mid journey. Most people understood that. But what happens when someone starts making similar photos and just starts releasing them? The fact that this photo exists already is the problem. Because now if you see a picture of Donald Trump actually punching somebody, they'll be like, it's fake. Don't believe it. So what can you believe? It's kind of amazing. For most of human history, we did not have photographs. And the only thing you could believe is what you trusted, who you trusted. Then we got photographs, video, and audio. Now you could see a video of something happening and being like, there's video evidence. How can you believe 
any video evidence or audio evidence at this point. How can we have a criminal or civil trial when someone can fabricate something indistinguishable from the real thing? Someone can come in and say, I have a grainy, they can take security camera footage, put it into an AI and make frame by frame if they really, right now, but give it a year and they'll be doing full scale video. And they'll say, Donald Trump kicking a dog. And then they'll be like, here's a video of him doing it. And the judge is going to be like, well, I watched it happen. And you're going to say, it's not a real video. And they're going to say, prove it. I can already tell you this for a fact, for a fact. Courts allow deep fake photo and video and audio. Hands down. I can tell you that for a fact. I can't speak too much to it. I'll just leave it at that. But I can tell you this. Courts have already accepted this. Something's got to change. I don't know what the answer is. Take a look at this. The singularity timeline. Human intellect, machine intelligence. Well, there's a mistake here. Human intellect, intellectual level and power going up makes no sense. Humans don't get smarter. Humans just learn more, collect more data. What we really need to be looking at is machine intelligence, which does get smarter. Here we can see machine power will surpass, surpass brain power of mouse. Machine power will surpass brain power of human, 2023. The singularity. Machine power will surpa- surpass brain power equivalent to that of all human brains combined, 2045. Yep. And then who knows what we get. I think we're in the singularity already. I think we have passed the event horizon of AI. The fact that images that look real can be created. About a year ago, I was screwing around with AI and I made goofy AI pictures of Nancy Pelosi and Trump and they were gross. I posted them on Twitter and everyone said, haha, that's so funny. Now we're at the point a year later where I've made images that look real. Where will we be in one year? I can already make a photo that absolutely is indistinguishable from the real thing. Now, there are some things about these photos that you'll call into question, right? Trump doing a backflip. Okay, we don't believe it. But what if I made an image of Donald Trump walking down the street in New York next to a man holding up a newspaper and the newspaper had the, the, the correct time and date? You take an image of the newspaper. You can, you can already do this. Um, it's, it doesn't work so well right now, but let's say in a year. You can take a picture, upload it to MidJourney. And then say this image, but scaled up and add Donald Trump, and it will make some kind of rendering of it. In a year, you know, you know where we'll be? You'll upload a picture of the New York Times and you'll put Donald Trump walking past a man in New York holding this newspaper. And you will see a man holding a newspaper and Donald Trump walking past and waving. And you'll see the date on the newspaper and the cover. And then someone will say, this is proof Donald Trump was in New York on this date and time. And Trump will say, no, it's not. And they'll be like, this is just some cell phone footage. You're there. That's you. That's a picture of you. And they'll say it's a deep fake. Prove it. Prove it's a deep fake. So what does that mean for criminal cases, civil cases, criminal trials? What can you trust anymore? This is what freaks me out, I guess. I don't have any answers to this. I can only tell you what's happening. Things are about to get very, very interesting in this next year. No one will believe a thing they see. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't think YouTube's going to be too happy about this video, but we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. It's a video of a black man on a train and he punches a woman in the face. He clocks her clean. You know why? Because this woman is a white supremacist. Now, I think the action is wrong. And I think this is what you get when you live in New York City. The video says my train ride in New York City. 
This man was already tight off life when he came in the cart telling people to GTFO him and his kids way. All she said was he needs a chill pill and his kids repeated it to him and it was just up from there. I'm not going to play the video, but here's what happens. I'm going to show you. He says, actually, I'll play a little bit. My Save train my riding face. and my feet. Save them my face now. Save them my face now. Tell me to take a chill pill. Okay, I'm going to pause it right there. He says, say to my face, say chill pill. And she goes, chill pill and clock. Bam. Yeah, this is what it's like to ride in the subway in New York City. John Doyle tweets nightmare scenario. Do nothing. You hate yourself and she'll hate you even more. No matter how much she insists, she understands why you didn't escalate or whatever. Hit him. Five more jump in to beat the racism out of you. And if you survive, you're prosecuted. Nightmare scenario, dude. I'm sorry, man. I don't, it's not a nightmare scenario for me. I don't live in this city. I do not live in New York. And I am willing to make a bet that I think is a fair bet that the pink haired woman smack talking this guy. She got pink hair before before he, 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 he comes at her. I bet she votes Democrat every single time. Sorry, dude. And if she doesn't, I feel bad. But she chooses to live here. So go ahead and live in New York, man. That's on you right now. You know what the big news is? It's AOC doubling down on these. Uh, uh, look at this. Jordan Neely was killed by public policy. AOC takes fresh swipe at New York City Mayor Eric Adams as she blames death of homeless schizophrenic on the demonizing of the poor by our leaders. She blames the victims because she's evil, dude. And I'm, and I, I'm sick of people making excuses for AOC and others like her. She's evil. OK, somewhat the banality of evil in that she just goes along with evil things. <clears throat> but I think this is malicious evil. Let's take a look at the career of this maliciously evil psychopath. AOC makes up a fake story about January 6th, says they knocked on her door and came in. Where is she? Where is she? She says she was hiding in the bathroom saying, oh, no, they found me. The narrative, of course, she was implying is that the Capitol rioters made their way to her office. When Republicans said her, her office isn't in the Capitol building, the media went, oh, fact check conservatives. There are tunnels connecting the buildings. Fact check to both. The story she told happened one hour before anyone breached the Capitol building at all. So the implication would be that she knew in advance the Capitol would be breached. Well, that would be an absurd conspiracy theory. The implication then is that she fabricated the story because she is an evil piece of human garbage. She's evil. Now we have a man. Two, three men who tried to stop a violent individual on the train, a man who then lost his uh, uh, this, this violent man lost his life. And it's a sad story. And AOC wants the victim put in prison for it because she's evil. She's like comic book villain evil. So when you see this video of this guy telling this woman, say chill pill to my face, and then she does. And then he goes off on her. He strikes her square in the jaw. And and John Doyle, com, Comrade Doyle on, on, on Twitter, Christian conservative content creator. I'm so it's, it's a nightmare scenario for me. Now, let me break down your tweet. Do nothing and you hate yourself. I wouldn't hate myself because I wouldn't be in that city. Now, maybe I'm visiting New York because we did buy ads in Times Square to make a point about New York. OK, fine. 
might go there to do some interviews. Who knows? I see this happening. I'm going to laugh my ass off. Y'all vote for this. Why would I be upset? Yo, if someone comes to my, comes like if someone's in a town and they're like, I vote to build a windmill and they're like, sure, I guess. And then they build a windmill and they got, you know, it's in there and then the wind is turning the thing and it's turn it's 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 milling the grain or whatever. Am I going to be like, I'm so upset this thing happened that they wanted? Why would I be? See, I think people need to stop making a distinction here. When people like this vote for stuff like this, and they do nonstop, all day, every day, every election, Eric Adams, Democrat, and they're like, yeah, but he's better. Oh, shut up. They vote for this. Stop trying to take away their agency. Y'all vote for it. Y'all get what you get. And then people say to me, Tim, not everybody in New York voted for this. Many people voted against it. Bro, they vote for the Democrats. Less than 20% vote for anybody else, be it Republican, Libertarian, or otherwise. And within that third party bracket, outside of Republican, you have Working Families Party and Socialist Party and still more leftist garbage. You want to hear a horror story? It's, cra- it's crazy. There was a woman in San Francisco, I believe it was San Francisco. Was it? Maybe it was Portland. Let me see. Let me let me let me pull up the the details. Actually, it was a post millennial. It's a horrible story. Uh, vigil. That's what it was, right? Robbery. It was a woman who post millennial vigil. Uh, where where are we at? Why is this story coming up? Let me see if I can uh, search for this here. There we go. Oh man. All right. I'm going to pull this one up from the post-millennial just for you guys. Woman violently robbed in Oakland while heading to memorial for police abolitionist killed in robbery. You want to hear this story about what happened? This woman who was killed was leaving. I believe she was leaving a bank. She was then robbed. She chased after the assailants and they then beat her to death and dragged her to death. They beat her and then dragged her to death. Masks required, yes, still, even if you are vaccinated. These people are in a cult. And this is what happens. Why am I going to cry for them? This is what they want. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I'm not being cute when I say that. I am begging you, please hear me. They explicitly say they want this. But for many libertarians, disaffected liberals, conservatives, they cannot, for the life of themselves, perceive what someone else desires. But that's true of all humans. So let me make this clear. Even as you right now are shaking your head, they clearly didn't want this at a memorial for the woman. You don't get it. They do want this. They outright say they won't call the police when attacked. There's only one outcome. If people know you will do nothing to stop them, this. And then when someone's on their way to the memorial, this other woman got curb stomped, not kidding, thrown to a curb and stomped on her head, stomped on her head. She went to the hospital. They want restorative justice. The outcome here is exactly what they asked for. You see, take a look at the, the, the guy in on the train in New York who choked Jordan Neely. That's community policing, local members of the community taking action to subdue a man. He died. That's what they wanted to happen. 
Now, AOC is calling for this man to go to prison, right? That this is what they want to happen. They want you to be victims of violence. But see, so many people can't fathom that someone would actually want this. They do. It's just that simple. Now you can argue they're too stupid to know what they want, but I'm like, I'm not going there. We live in a constitutional republic where people can decide for themselves and they vote for it and their vote represents their desires. So when they get curb stomped, I go, oh, good for you. Oh, whatever. Like if I vote to build a wind turbine and then we build one, no one's going to get mad at me about it or make fun of me for it. They're like, haha, you built a wind turbine. I'm going to be like, I know I voted for it. It's what I want to happen. So when a, when, when a woman with pink hair gets punched square in the jaw on camera, she didn't cry about it. She didn't look sad about it. She got clocked in the face hard. I think she's happy. Why, why, why am I going to interfere in her agency? She's allowed to vote, right? 19th Amendment exists. She gets to vote for this stuff. They all do. They have all voted every single time, every single time. Now, I don't want to live there because I don't want to get punched in the face. So I left. You see how it works? You can't come to me and claim, no, she doesn't support it. She doesn't want to get punched in the face. No, 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 no. Okay? No. I can break it down for you in one of several ways. Either this woman votes for it and thus it happens to her. Clearly, she wanted it to happen. You can say whatever you want, but actions speak louder than words. Or she knows this is the city she lives in and she wants to live there. There is no circumstance where a person in these cities can plausibly claim they did not want to experience this violence. Black Lives Matter rampaged through this city and many others in 2020. They've killed people. And knowing this, if you come to me and say, but I don't want it to happen, I don't want to be the victim of these things. I'm like, bro, you live there. I, 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 look, I get it. They're, they're, they're obviously, they feel like it hurts to get punched in the face. My point is simply this. If you choose to live in a place where you know you will be the victim, I ain't got no sympathy for you. I will not shed a tear. You accept those risks. When I go skateboarding, if I like break my foot or something, do I expect anyone to cry for me and say, wow, it's really sad that you broke your foot? They're going to be like, you were skateboarding. These things happen. That's how I feel. If, if I go out, you know, I busted my wrist last year pretty bad and it was like messed up for six months. I probably should have gone to the doctor and now it's fine. I didn't cry about it. It's what I want to happen. Now, you know, you, 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 listen, listen, obviously I don't want to get injured. Obviously, she doesn't want to get punched in the face. I'm being a bit hyperbolic. My point is this. What I want to happen is a series of circumstances with an outcome. Getting injured is the only reason to actually do these things. Not literally. What I mean is the feeling you get of adrenaline as you soar through the air launching on a ramp. It's because you might. You might not make it. It is that fear. You're up in the air. When I go up on the vert ramp out front and I'm 10 feet in the air, the exhilaration comes from the, the risk itself. If there was no risk, it would be no different than me walking around on the ground. I am saying these people vote for these things. They expect these things to happen and I will have no sympathy for them. That's my point. So watch the video of this woman getting punched square in the jaw. If she had a problem with it, she'd leave. These young, they don't, they don't need to be in New York over this. And I am certainly not going to cry for this woman or offer any condolences or any support because she votes for it. When I set up a ramp and then I get hurt launching that ramp, 
I don't expect anyone to pay my bills because it is a circumstance I created. And I believe there's a, there is a possibility and expectation that it will happen. You see my point? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all then.